guys, welcome to our podcast, Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing skin conditions, face rashes, or other skin irritation that is not nasty that arises from wearing a face mask. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. So I think it's appropriate that we delve further into this topic of um, the skin conditions that mask wearing can lead to, and not all of it is nasty. So Dr. Teo, first question is, one problem that some people have found wearing a face mask for long periods of time has led to their skin developing rashes, acne, or other irritation. Well, what are some of the skin conditions that have arisen from wearing a face mask? How do they develop? Some facial rashes that can arise from the wearing of a face mask um, that's also specifically not masni uh, would include conditions such as frictional dermatitis. Um, it can be recognized as a form of contact dermatitis uh, because it occurs uh, directly in the area that's in contact with the textile. So this form of frictional dermatitis due to the uh, constant friction that arises from the fabric coming into contact with skin in an occlusive microenvironment uh, is distinct from the diagnosis of masni, which um, I described is the development of acne-like papules or bumps around the old zone of the face, um, as characterized in my paper on masni, published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology in November last year. If you have a case of verified contact dermatitis um, that is not due to friction, uh, it would be allergic contact dermatitis to the textile, for example, due to dyes or any residual um, treatments that were applied to the textile, uh, for example, to prevent mold from growing during storage. In particular, uh, in the literature, there has been a case report of a healthcare worker who developed true allergic contact dermatitis to the polyurethane foam that's present in the sponge lining of the N95 mask. Um, but this, however, will not be the typical sort of contact dermatitis we expect to see um, in the general population. Moving on, um, the allergic contact dermatitis I described earlier due to textiles is largely due to dyes present, um, the chemicals used to color the fabric. The textile industry is not regulated and because the fabric mask is considered a new invention in terms of um, it being used in, in a widespread way in the general population, um, as well as for the purposes of this COVID-19 pandemic, it is not regulated. So. It means that most of the time, the material that's being used to manufacture these fabric face masks are actually the same sort of material as um, you know what you would find uh, to manufacture clothing. Um, however, there is a, a distinct um, point here because the fabric mask is in close proximity to your mucosal areas, the mucosal orifices. We, uh, we describe areas such as your uh, nose and your mouth as um, areas which are um, you know, slightly higher risk at absorbing whatever is in contact with. So if there are treatments of the fabric with formaldehyde, then um, you, you actually will note that, that that's a carcinogenic substance. And there have been studies which um, have proven that 
absorption via the skin, um, you know, via skin models that were created in the lab environment can occur uh, due to exposure to textiles that have been treated with chemicals. So especially the fabric mask in this case is in direct contact with the mucosal areas, your nose and your mouth, it can increase the risk of absorption of any carcinogens. Ah, I see. But apart from the face mask, are there other contributing factors to irritation on the face? Could it be maybe due to a change in skincare um, under my mask or any of the product that I apply on my skin? A lot of irritant contact dermatitis that would arise from wearing of a face mask would be simply due to the textile skin friction that arises. In terms of allergic contact dermatitis, as we mentioned, due to dyes, I really don't think they are that common. Um, irritant contact dermatitis can also arise from the use of um, acne creams which contain astringents such as retinoids, retinols, tea tree oil, salicylic acid, alpha hydroxy acids, when these astringent substances traditionally used for treatment, topical treatment of mild acne, when it's applied on the skin under the occlusive environment of a face mask, the absorption of these active ingredients is actually increased. This means that the irritation potential of the ingredient is then greater um, and you will find that the rashes that arise as a result of that uh, will follow the pattern of the area of occlusion. So when you um, notice that in an individual who is wearing a face mask, it will appear as if it's a form of contact dermatitis, but it's actually not due to the mask. It's maybe due to the topical skincare that's being applied. Um, benzoyl peroxide, uh, for example, is a common uh, acne cream ingredient which is not suited for use under a face mask, um, principally because it is, um, you know, high, highly caustic, so it can irritate your skin. But the second reason is because it bleaches fabrics. Okay, so avoid astringent ingredients under the face mask, yes. But moving on, have you observed more individuals developing rashes in their face after wearing a face mask in your practice? Is this a widespread problem that we should be worried about? I would say that um, I have observed an increase in the number of individuals who suffer from um, pre-existing dermatological conditions who have observed worsening of their skin rashes uh, because of the friction, the microenvironment um, that is created on their skin in the area covered by the face mask. Well, moving on, another question I had was, if I have had pre-existing skin conditions like acne or rosacea, but I've not seen any increased reactions or irritations from wearing a face mask, does this mean that I won't develop it in the future? This is unfortunately not true. If you have a pre-existing dermatological condition, then you're definitely at risk of having it triggered off or aggravated by wearing of a face mask. People with pre-existing dermatological conditions, uh, such as perioral dermatitis, rosacea, photosensitive rashes, acne, facial eczema, seborrheic dermatitis. Now, these um, conditions will be 
worsened by the occlusive microenvironment created by the wearing of a face mask. Individuals with normal skin over time, uh, when they wear a uh, you know a face mask over their face and um, you know have the occlusive microenvironment developed over the area covered by the face mask, uh, they can also develop a form of facial eczema because of the recirculation of um, you know the salivary and nasal droplets that contain uh, enzymes. So saliva contains digestive enzymes and we see this um, in toddlers and babies who drool um, this constant presence of saliva on the skin leads to um, you know a form of dermatitis facial eczema so um, this can also occur in predisposed individuals or even uh, individuals with normal healthy skin um, when they wear a face mask for prolonged periods of time um, fortunately, there will also be a lot of people who will not develop any problems. So healthcare workers, um, for the longest time have been wearing face masks, surgical masks, N95 masks. Uh, for example, when you're working in an infectious disease unit, it's quite common for, um, a healthcare worker to be wearing it throughout your entire shift from, um, you know, eight to anything or eight to 12 hours. So I think there are going to be people who do not develop skin reactions. Um, the same, you know, would go for, uh, you know, wearing of um, fabric masks made of polyester, cotton, uh, that is uh, commonly found in our uh, fabric face mask. The main thing here is that the face mask is, is slightly different from, you know, you having a textile on, on your body because um, the face mask covers our orifices, our um our nose and our mouth and um, the droplets that arise from these orifices um, are not meant to be in contact with skin and this can alter uh, things like the pH of skin and also um, if it contains digestive enzymes such as our saliva, over time it can cause a breakdown of the skin barrier. Now that we know the different types of conditions that could arise from wearing the face mask and how they may develop, how then can we prevent and treat irritation from prolonged use of the face mask? In the context of face mask wearing, I think it is important for us to understand that as long as we are wearing face coverings, we are going to be at um, increased risk of developing frictional dermatitis. That's not going to change because of the unique situation of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, one key thing to realize is that uh, once we understand the additional risk factors that can cause frictional dermatitis um, to get worse, uh, then you know there are certain steps we can take to prevent or minimize the chances of developing skin irritation. Firstly, the prolonged duration of mask wearing um, is a significant risk factor, so make sure to give your skin a break from wearing the face mask. Realistically speaking, if you're going to be outdoors, it's also going to increase the risk of developing skin irritation because, um, you know, especially in Singapore, we have the humidity. Um, one sweats in, um, you know, a tropical climate and there will be accumulation of moisture underneath the mask. Um, and, you know, staying cool, for example, will definitely help. Uh, the other thing is to choose your fabrics wisely. The worst types of materials for masni um, are polyester linings, for example, which are present in the surgical mask uh, because it's a very occlusive sort of fiber. 
Natural fibers, cotton and silk, are considered breathable for skin. But the issue here is that if you are living in a tropical climate, um, it does become saturated with moisture um, and even with your uh, saliva, and it can get quite heavy and uncomfortable because it contributes to a sticky sensation,、um, and especially when you are speaking. Skin discomfort is、um, a very important factor to address because it's very often a you know your body's way of、um, you know creating a feedback loop to inform you that perhaps what is present on your skin, the environment that you're creating for your skin, is not ideal. What I have worked on in my biomaterials research、um, are biofunctional textiles that.、Um, You know, it's a concept we published in dermatology journals.、Um, in the、uh, October issue of the、uh, Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology,、uh, we talked about the ideal fabric face mask design, which、um, you know covers the orifices, your nose and the mouth area, but at the same time、uh, ensuring that there is still、um, sufficient comfort for your skin.、Um, Uh, for it to be comfortable for you to speak, and the design also incorporates metallic nanoparticles such as zinc and copper into these、um, synthetic breathable fibers that wick sweat away.、Um, something which,、uh, unfortunately, with purely natural fibers, you do not get.、Um, so at the same time, the benefit of the biofunctional textiles is that it is bactericidal. So it's different from it being、um, antimicrobial or antibacterial, which means that it、uh, perhaps inhibits the growth of bacteria compared to other textiles. But a bactericidal effect means that when the fabric comes into contact with your skin, it kills the bacteria, which means it functions a little bit like a topical antibiotic if you have masni. And、um, the importance here, of course. And I also discuss this in my paper is that、uh, there is no risk of antibiotic resistance with biofunctional with biofunctional textiles. Additionally, biofunctional textiles, when incorporated into fabric face masks, can help with facial eczema. The bactericidal component of these textiles. Can reduce the effect of Staph aureus colonization on skin, which is responsible for the、uh, super antigen immune effect we see in flare-ups of facial eczema. The Zincool zinc nanoparticle face mask,、um, in particular, is well suited for the treatment and prevention of facial eczema because,、uh, besides the bactericidal effect of the textile, it also Maintains, you know, a healthy skin microbiome in terms of the flora and also the microenvironment it creates. It is exceptionally lightweight, and it is created with a whiter than white、um, sort of polymer technology, which means that it is able to reflect heat and maintain a cool temperature on skin. It reduces the humidity, ah,、uh, because of the rapid 
evaporation coefficient of the textile. Um, so it increases the rate of evaporation of sweat, keeping your skin uh, dry and cool, and the skin microbiome consequently is likely to be healthy. So these are factors that will help in minimizing the risk of uh, one developing any form of dermatitis on the face and also directly reduce the risk of flare-ups of pre-existing skin conditions. But in the same vein, could the rashes or irritation in my face be due to an allergy? And if so, who do I need to see for my facial irritation? So the term allergy itself is very specific for a dermatologist. So not all rashes on your face um, that arises from wearing a mask uh, that is not maskne can be directly described as an allergy. So if you're thinking of, uh, you know, having to see an allergist, um, you know, which is actually a doctor who is trained in rheumatology, uh, they deal with systemic allergic reactions and it's highly, highly uncommon for an individual to develop um, anaphylaxis or, you know, have a systemic sort of allergic reaction due to something which is applied on skin. Or in this case, we're talking about a textile that's in contact with your skin. Um, however, there are rare cases of, um, you know, individuals who develop, for example, breathing difficulties from exposure to certain substances that they can be allergic to. So um, in this case, an allergist can potentially rule out, um, you know, an individual actually developing, say, asthma or asthmatic exacerbation because of the presence of polyurethane um, in an N95 mask. So this is what has been reported in literature. And um, for the purposes of this podcast episode. So if you have facial rashes that develop from wearing a face mask, then you really need to see an accredited dermatologist. So um, he or she will be able to evaluate if it's actually um, due to aggravation of uh, a pre-existing dermatological condition, a brand new dermatological condition, which is brought on by the uh, wearing of the face mask, the specific microenvironment, as we have spoken about earlier, or if it's directly due to, you know, frictional dermatitis, an element of contact dermatitis, um, and, um, you know, other topical irritants that are probably a lot more potent when used under the occlusive effect of a face mask. So, um, the topical skincare you're applying, um, or even the accumulation of saliva that's uh, present on your skin when you wear um, a face mask for prolonged periods of time. Or, you know, in the rare case scenario of a true allergy to the textile itself, most commonly because of the dyes that have been used to color the textile. Overall, we should realize that the occlusive environment created by face mask wear will lead to a specific skin microenvironment that gives rise to a new set of problems for our skin, as well as aggravate pre-existing skin conditions. However, it's also important to note that not all rashes are masny, and as we discussed, there are other dermatological conditions that can occur over the area covered by the face mask. It's important that if you do develop any sort of rash or skin irritation, that you visit a dermatologist to diagnose the problem.
Well, that's it for today's episode. You can follow Dr. Tio on her Instagram for the latest podcast updates at Dr. Tio Wan Lin, and also visit us on our website at www.scienceofbeauty.net. Thank you.